0: Now, we've all noticed and felt an increase in the price of food, energy and petrol over the last few weeks. I filled my car up today, you know, and it cost me £75.15 and it's not a particularly big tank. Now, inflation has hit its highest level in four decades, which is the main cause of our cost of living squeeze. Now, we hear about fuel poverty, that's to do with energy, but what is this and what help is available to ease it? To help us understand more and to find out more about what help is available, I talked to Sue Anderson from the charity step change and i asked her first of all to tell me all about the charity and how it helps people
1: so step change is the uk's largest specialist debt charity we help people who get in touch with us either online where we can take them through full debt advice or by telephone we don't do face-to-face advice but we do help hundreds of thousands of people every year get on top of their finances and how long
0: has step change been in existence um Sue
1: Step change was established about 30 years ago just coming up for 30 years ago hmm. originally under the name of the consumer credit counseling service and if we take ourselves back to that time in the early 1990s the world looked quite different hmm. um and at that time most of the debts that the charity was dealing with were to do with um, consumer credits, like credit cards, personal loans and that sort of thing.
0: Right, okay, so it, so it literally started at that point, but I guess it must have evolved because there's different types of debt now uh, that people can find themselves in. So how have you modified the service to fit the demands of today?
1: The charity's operating environment has changed a lot over that period. So the kinds of debts that people face now are very much wider and more varied, um, and the way that the charity works has had to evolve as a result. So now, as well as seeing consumer credit debts, we also see an awful lot of people with debts to utility companies, mm-hmm. to government to in arrears on council tax, all these other basic bills as well as the sort of what we might think of as debt against borrowing on consumer credit. We've also seen, I suppose, a big change in how people go about living their lives in that 30-year period. We've seen people moving increasingly to digital services and getting used to doing an awful lot of things online and having an expectation of being able to do that. So debt advice, just like any other service that people might use, has had to move with those times and and keep up with that, which means that now people have a lot of choice about how to go about dealing with the problems they might have. And we know that some people don't feel very comfortable talking to someone on the phone Uh and for people like that you know online debt advice can be very much the way forward whereas for other people that's actually part of the the benefit having an advisor who can explain and talk talk people through things so it's very much now horses for courses people can get the service in the way that they need and the thing i suppose that hasn't changed in that period is the principle that actually you put the client at the center Someone who is in debt and who has a need to address that debt doesn't just need an off-the-shelf, one-size-fits-all solution. Um, What they need is to actually have a proper debt advice session that can look at all their incomings and outgoings, their personal situation, and then come up with um, a plan of action for what the right way to address that might be.
0: I mean, people are finding it hard in this day and age with all sorts of uh, expenditure. But let's let's look at energy, for example. Everybody is feeling the pinch with energy, uh, and it's something that we can't live without. So if somebody gets themselves into a pickle... Uh, and gets you know a a, a debt or arrears with their energy company and energy companies for example have a reasonable uh, expectation that they will work with the individual um, to help them manage that the debt that they've incurred but in that situation what would uh, you be able to do
1: in that situation, it's really best if someone just has one kind of debt, one kind of problem, to work with the provider um, and work with their energy company to come up with a plan. Where it makes sense to turn to someone like Step Change or a debt advice charity is firstly, I suppose, if if that doesn't work out, you know, if if for some reason you can't come up with a sustainable plan, but more often it's if you have debts and financial pressures from a range of different creditors and that's the norm Mm -hmm. for us most of our clients will have eight or nine different debts all of which they you know are, are struggling to meet and that's where someone like step change can add value by looking at all of those in the round um, because if it's the best will in the world, even a creditor who wants to work with their customer and wants to help resolve their, their problems can only do that on the debt that is with them. Mm. And obviously, if people have lots of debts, sometimes you need a, a, a you know a trusted third party in the middle like us who can help to put all of those together, work out what a sort of fair way of addressing all of those might be. And also prioritise them effectively, because some debts are more important than others in terms of the consequences that they might have for your life if you don't pay them. So, for example, if you don't pay your rent or your mortgage payment, you will be at risk of losing your home, whereas if you don't pay um you know a more minor form of of credit, you know that obviously you're still not meeting your contractual commitment but it may not have the same impact or consequences on your life so one of the things that a debt advisor will do is think about all those things in the round and the impact on the individual and what is fair and equitable and likely to help
0: you provide lots of different types of support for people in debt so if i came to you with multiple debts for example as you've just illustrated what would be the starting point and how would you walk me through that
1: The starting point with all our clients is to go through a budgeting process with them. And what we mean by that is getting a really clear picture of all the income that you have coming in, whether that's from employment or benefits or other sources, and all the expenditure that you have going out. What are you spending your money on? Is it you know, rent and food and, and council tax and, you know, all these different things will be put together. And that will give us a pretty clear picture um, of whether uh, after we've done that, mm-hmm. you actually have money left over or whether you don't. Um, and if you have money left over, we can then work out a plan of action for, you know, what to do about repaying your debts. And if you don't, then we'd have to be looking at other different types of solutions for you. But the starting point is always the budget. Um, and a re- it's a really important part of the process. And, and to be honest, whether you're in, in debt problems or not, having a really good budgeting process is a really great life skill to apply anyway um, to your sort of normal household uh, finances. So that's a, that's a great thing to do. And then depending on the situation, there are lots of different kinds of debt approaches that might be taken you might just need a bit of budgeting advice. You might need to uh, check that you're claiming any benefits that you're entitled to that would push your income up and might help you actually avoid Um, having to deal with with debt problems or they might be debt problems and we need to come up with a a debt solution for you and there are lots of different types of debt solutions some of them uh, relate to insolvency and some of them are just more managed solutions where you gradually repay your debt perhaps over a longer period Mm -hmm. than you might have expected but it's important to know that some debts um, are more important than others they are priority debts in terms of the impact that they might have on your life if you don't pay them. So the consequences for example of something like not paying your rent or not paying your mortgage could potentially mean something like losing your home and obviously that's a really serious consequence. Whereas the consequences of not being able to pay other kinds of debts might not be so severe. So a debt advisor will also consider all those aspects in making a recommendation for what you should do.
0: Now, the people within the organisation that provide this support, you know, your debt advisors, they're very highly skilled and highly trained people. How do you walk them through their training process?
1: The charity runs its own in-house training academies for debt advisors. Um, And we also uh, support them through having an awful lot of online resources, additional resources to help them as they are talking to people in real time on the phone or if they're helping them online Um, so there are lots and lots of different elements of that training uh, but as a regulated business um, we are not just a charity but we're also authorized by the financial conduct authority so maintaining high quality training high quality advice is very very important to us mostly of course because that's what our clients need but also because you know we have regulatory responsibilities to be able to demonstrate how we do that that's so a very credible process and one that you can trust
0: i do know for, uh, that the financial conduct authority have as you quite rightly say very very high and very strict standards and they won't tolerate any anything that falls outside that parameter. so you know that that's a really good testament to your you know your advisers within the organization that they are going to give the very best that, that they can, as, you, as you've just said. Um, you're a charity, as we've been talking about. So how are you funded, Sue? Because you can't do all this without either donations or funding or whatever. So how does that work?
1: That's a great question because most people, when they hear the word charity, will will often assume that that means we're, we're funded through charitable donations from members of the public. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case with us. Um, for pretty obvious reasons, um, we don't want people who have used our service or benefited from it to then be asked to, to pay money for it. You know, no. if you've been in financial difficulty, that would be quite inappropriate. So we get our funding from two main kinds of sources, and, and one of those is through government-related funding, uh, grants from government that come through the Money and Pension Service or through the Scottish Government to some extent from the Welsh government so those are essentially provided bits of funding and then we also get um donations given to us um by creditors so the creditors that we work with recognize that their customers are getting a service from us uh-huh. um and also that they themselves are getting you know, often money repaid to them, people who are trying to repay their debts to them that might not otherwise be coming in. So in recognition of that, um, they help to fund us and and provide us with uh, probably the bulk, actually, of of our funding. Um, But it's a complicated picture. We never have quite enough money to do all the things we would like to do to help our clients. Um, And I think in the situation we're looking at now where we're going to be seeing... Lots of people who perhaps need different kinds of advice that perhaps we're not, you know, set up to uh, to be funded for, you know, we have to be careful about how we go about doing that and, and create good value in the services that we're providing sure
0: now when we use the word debt generally people you know think all oh, crumbs i don't want to get into debt now not all debt is a bad thing because we invariably have mortgages we invariably you know if we don't own our own property we pay rent to our landlord we may have a loan on our car for example or anything else so can you explain to me the difference between what i call ordinary debt and bad debt because debt is only bad when it when it goes badly wrong isn't it
1: Exactly. So we are in a situation where many of our lives, all of our lives really, to some extent will depend on borrowing. You know, we we probably all end up borrowing in some way to fund how we live our lives. And that only becomes a problem if it gets out of control and we can't afford to repay that borrowing in the way that is expected. Um, And we call that problem debt. So the kind of debt that we might be carrying fairly routinely, you know, anyone who has a mortgage, anyone who has a contract with a utility provider, you know, maybe at some points in in credit and some points in debit and, you know, and, and carrying that kind of debt. What we think of as problem debt is when you simply can't meet all the commitments that you have and still afford the basic essentials of life if if that's where you are then that means you are going to need some help and some debt advice and you know when we talk to our clients we often find that people have struggled on for a really long time trying to cope on their own before they seek debt advice and one of the things that people typically do is to try to keep up with all the commitments they have they might take out some more borrowing and it gets more expensive because their credit status is less good and so before you know it you've ended up in a situation where you are borrowing just to try to keep up with the essentials and with your other commitments Um, so if anyone is in that situation or beginning to think that they don't have choices other than to borrow more to keep up we would say that's the point where it really makes sense to take a look at a reputable um, advice organization like us or Citizens Advice or National Debtline. Um, you know, just have a look at what the charities can offer you because you may find that there's a better solution than simply borrowing more and at higher cost and getting into a bigger spiral.
0: Out of all the people that come to you uh, for advice, um, what are they telling you about what's contributing to their their financial position? Uh, do you get any feedback like that? Perhaps people may have lost their jobs, or it is just simply the cost of living. Um, you know, are, are you able to identify the root cause? You know, with a lot of people. Yes,
1: we always check um, what people are saying is driving the situation they're in, what has been the sort of cause of their debt and we've done loads of interesting research over the years that has shown us pretty categorically that most of the time it's a life change or more than one life change and that can be things like losing your job, um, losing your relationship, so relationship breakdown, Uh, having caring responsibilities, getting ill. These are the typical triggers that might mean that you just tip from coping into not coping. And even if they don't last very long, they can put your finances out of kilter. And that's the point at which people can end up borrowing to try to cope um, and and getting into a worse situation. What's been interesting over the last few years since we had the COVID pandemic is that obviously, It's not just a question of those kinds of life changes that have knocked people off course. Increasingly, we've had things like COVID, people having, you know, experiences through that period, either because they were ill or or more often because their income took took a temporary knock Mm -hmm. Um, and since then we've obviously now got inflation running rampant at at very high levels and people's incomes not keeping up so people are increasingly citing cost of living as an actual driver for their debt and that's quite new um, for us typically it was very much these sort of trigger events people being able to attribute that their problems started when X happened But now it's a real mix of that. Those things still exist and these new pressures that just arise from that sort of increasingly out of kilter picture between people's income and their expenditure.
0: Now, the government has announced various sums of money to help people. Um, Now, obviously, no government has a bottomless pit of money. Um, But, you know, what sort of things are out there and how can people go about claiming them?
1: So The things that are out there um, are a real mix. Um, mm. I guess the most important ones to remember are the energy bill support scheme, where everyone's going to be getting £400, which will be credited through their energy companies um, in the Do we have to
0: pay that back, Sue, or is that ours to keep?
1: That, that, that's yours to keep. Originally, right. when it was put forward, it was it was designed to be a repayable scheme, but that's been changed. The Chancellor changed that um, not very long ago. So that's non-repayable and fairly simple and straightforward. Um, then you've got the extra assistance that will come through for people who pay council tax in bands A to D. They're going to get about £150 back in a council tax rebate, and that money has already started to be repaid um, through through local councils. Then you've got um, additional help that will be there for people who are uh, on means test benefits. Um, so there's going to be um, some extra money in the form of about six hundred and fifty pounds coming through to people who are claiming some of those on ben- some of those benefits. And pensioners will also get some extra money. Um, people with disabilities will get a bit of extra money and there's also something called the household support fund which is available for people who aren't eligible um, or don't qualify for these kinds of help but who nevertheless really need help and that's something that if you are in a situation where you're not coping you feel you need that assistance but you don't qualify that you can talk to your local authority about and try to apply for.
0: And it's important I think to say here that it, it, you know, people must seek help before it gets too bad, because, diff, you know, if you leave it uh, for too long, the debt then becomes unmanageable. So, if you think you're going down, you know, a slightly unmanageable path, that's the point to seek help, isn't it, before it's too late?
1: The earlier the better is always good, because it leaves you with more options about how to address your debt. I, I think at the moment, you know, an awful lot of people will be Perhaps in the category of the worried well, if you know what I mean, people will Mm. be really worrying about what's going to happen as we head towards autumn and even higher energy bill costs coming through, maybe coping at the moment. So, you know, I think in that situation, it makes sense to have a look at um, some of the resources that are out there that might help you Um, there's things on our website if you go to the step change website there's a whole sort of cost of living section which might enable you just to check you know whether you are doing everything you could be doing now to protect your situation from getting worse in the future Um, and that does come down again to things like you know perhaps you are eligible for benefits you didn't realize perhaps there are things that you can do um, within your budget that would help you to be more resilient you know all of these kinds of things are a good practice to do to set yourself up um, for the future if you're in that fortunate position where you're not in difficulty. If you are already heading into difficulty, then yes, just get in touch, um, take some advice, you know, get, get some action in place because trying to just hope that things will get better probably isn't going to sort things out especially at the moment where we know inflation is getting worse Um, so it really doesn't make sense to postpone taking action on these things even though it can be quite difficult to get over that first hurdle and and recognize that you you need to do that.
0: Finally Sue how can we get in touch in order to ask for help?
1: The best way is to have a look first of all on the website that StepChange has which is www.stepchange.org just because that'll give you a good feel for what kinds of services, what kinds of of information, what kinds of debt solutions as well are actually out there in the world. And it will give you an idea of how to prepare for a debt advice session. Um, If you prefer to talk to us online, um, that's fine. You can do that entirely through the website. If you prefer to talk to someone by telephone, then the telephone number is 0800 138 1111. Um, that's not available 24 hours a day it's available more like working hours um, but our online service and our online debt advice system is available 24 hours a day
0: so i'll just go through that phone number again it's 0800 138 and that's during normal office hours
1: that's correct
0: sue anderson from the charity step change thank you very much for talking to friday night live that is your lot for this episode You can catch the programme live every Friday night on Black Country Radio from 8pm. If you like our podcast, please subscribe by heading to blackcountryradio.co.uk forward slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. See you very soon. This is a Black Country Radio podcast presented by Clive Payne and produced by Andy Caddick.